Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast, code acast. G A L D E M G A L D E <laughs> this song is good. Welcome to a brand new season of Growing Up with Galdem, inspired by our book I Will Not Be Erased: Our Stories About Growing Up as People of Color. My name is Niall Arboyne, and I'm the life editor at Galdem. And I'm Nati Kasimvala, former editor and longtime contributor at Galdem. Galdem is an award-winning media company committed to sharing the perspectives of people of color from marginalized genders. Each week we invite a guest to respond to old diary entries, letters or text messages from their younger selves. The point is to nurture important discussions about growing up. You can find Growing Up with Galdem on Apple Podcasts, the Acast app, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Cat Burns is a vibrant new pop proposition, both conversational and universal, personal and generational. In 2020, Kat mastered the art of TikTok and was propelled to fame. Soon after, she was handpicked by the platform as one of the most exciting emerging new talents. Kicking off 2021 with a wave of industry tips, this year Kat Burns will release her much-awaited debut EP, Emotionally Unavailable, and a new single into you this July. She's definitely one to watch. So it's great to have you on the show with us today. I'm excited to be here. How's everything going with you? What are you up to at the moment? Not much at this current moment. I've taken a bit of a just a music break, like sessions break this past month because it was kind of every day and I was just getting stressed out. A person that needs like frequent breaks and lots of naps and lots of time to recharge. And when you have sessions every single day, it just takes a lot out of you, especially if at the end of it you then are like I don't have that much to write about. So 
I just kind of took this the month of June off to kind of like just to chill out live so I can actually have more stuff to write about and like going back into sessions now it's going to be a lot more like two to three sessions a week chill it out like not be so bang 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 yeah so I was gonna say I know we've all had like the world has had like a mad few years but obviously for you there's been like the pandemic but also this like insane like career like burst for you which is obviously happening at a time when the world is quite weird anyway yeah so I always wondered like for someone who now has like almost a million people following her on TikTok and all of these amazing things and signed with a major label, like, does it feel weird to have to do that? Does it feel real to you yet? Like, is it weird having to come to grips with like the industry side of things when things aren't fully back to normal? It's weird because it's all happened, like, obviously it happened very quickly, like my, me growing my following throughout lockdown, but I think yeah. the process of like getting to know the industry and signing my deal and all of that, once I signed the deal, it was very much, I feel like I've been eased in just because live isn't back yet and touring you can't do yet. So all kind of things that would, mm. especially for new artists, they always make sure that they put them on live shows and festivals and all that stuff. And because we haven't had that yet, it's very much a slower process. And a lot. so I can kind of figure out, okay, this is how like, the major label industry works and this is how I can like navigate my way around it um so I'm kind of obviously lockdown was awful and it was so awful for so many people and loads of people lost so many people but in terms of kind of creatively it helped me write a lot more especially just being in the comfort of my own home and not leaving it because I'm a massive introvert anyway so the idea of not leaving my house was actually very fun for me so it was quite fun to be able to do it kind of slowly and ease myself into it and not have it be so rushed. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Because even the fact that you're talking about, you know, the sessions being back to back to back, like imagine if it was that plus, then you're having to tour, then you've got like a million different shoots. So that's quite a nice, like positive way to look at it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it must be really quite comforting to have a slower approach to getting into the music industry rather than, as you said, straight on stage, doing loads of festivals, which I'm sure will come and we'll be very excited for it. But yeah, a slower way in. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I I like to be eased into things anyway. I don't want to be just thrown in and like not get my bearings and like know the people that are around me and like kind of build my team slowly and not rush it so I'm very glad that it's happened at the pace that it has okay cool I think we'll get into your extract next if you're happy to read that out for us and I wanted to ask just before you do how long ago does it have like the little timestamp on it that says when you wrote it on your notes app it's actually from about last year kind of in the midst of lockdown I guess but it's all just about my journey of self-love and sort of understanding what that means to me and like how it's kind of ever changing and always growing and like so many things you don't even realize are to do with self-love until you kind of someone either checks you or you check yourself about it Mm. yeah so it was from about last year amazing yeah I like the idea of checking yourself which is a question I have for afterwards but yeah if you can read out for us that'd be amazing okay okay it's disrespectful to me How dare I go around saying I love myself and value myself and care about myself when I don't say something that bothers me and end up even more uncomfortable? 
that's rude. I'm offended. I don't value myself or respect myself to say when I dislike something. My feelings matter. Loving myself isn't just looking in the mirror and saying, oh, I look nice. Yes, I love myself. It's deeper than that. It's truly valuing and respecting myself in every aspect, even aspects that feel uncomfortable and foreign. So I'm really hurt personally by my actions because it's dawned on me that I've never respected or truly cared about my comfort and well-being. That's really sad to think about, but really good also because it means I've identified that and I know how I can rectify it. Before I can respect, value, check in, reassure, show care and communicate with anyone else, I have to start with myself. Amazing. Thank you so much for reading that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I think I really enjoyed how introspective it was and how you kind of held yourself account for your own feelings and loving yourself. So I wanted to know what does that feel like now, reading that extract out loud? Quite weird. I think this past year or so, really, I started to look at what it means to truly love myself and building my self-esteem and valuing myself at a higher level because I noticed I didn't allow myself to feel joy or any sort of positive emotion to its fullest extent because I was always prepared for the sadness to come straight after. So anytime I get too excited about something, something bad happens and then it's not fun anymore and now I'm sad instead of allowing myself to feel the joy and the sadness and not be so afraid of it. And I think I was afraid of joy and afraid of kind of the positive things in life because I was so used to the sadder, lower points of life. And I don't want to say comfortable in it, but that was kind of what I knew. And I always knew the sort of self-sabotaging ways that I can like not really grow so kind of I didn't realize that even by not saying if I'm uncomfortable by something even if it's something really really small like I remember I was in a cab and the the cab driver was driving at an unusually fast speed and he could see that I was very uncomfortable and he was like oh like are you do you feel uncomfortable by my speed do you want me to slow down and in my head I was like yes please slow down what came out of my mouth was no no it's fine just just fine So it was kind of like, okay, so I am allowing myself to feel uncomfortable just so somebody else doesn't feel uncomfortable instead of always prioritising my comfort and speaking up when things bother me. So it it was an interesting kind of thing to read and look at because I definitely think my mindset is changing, especially as I've gotten older. I kind of want to make sure that I'm always prioritising myself and communicate my needs effectively. I think that's such an important point. I mean, the levels to which women are told to do that and young women and black women and people who are British to a certain extent as well, like it's so ingrained in us. And I think something that I read once that really reminded me of kind of the realisation you have in your extract was that whole thing of like, if you had a friend who treated you the way that you treat yourself, like, would you stay friends with that person? And like, if you were in a cab with someone else and you're like, oh, I'm really uncomfortable with the speed that this guy's going at. And your friend was like, she's fine. Like, would that be okay? And I think that the way you put it is such a powerful way of kind of saying like, we have to take care of ourselves as well as we take care of the people around us. Because otherwise, like you, at a certain point, you won't have that much to give. Yeah, 100%. I think it's like, I think 
society thrives off of us not being very confident in ourselves and all of our insecurities and capitalism as well just will say oh if you feel sad just go and buy some clothes or go and eat some food go out with your friend and do this don't go to therapy don't do that that means you'll actually get better and we don't want you to do that because then you'll realize there's not actually that much value in just buying a new pair of clothes to help you for two seconds so I think as well it's not really promoted for us to actually look after ourselves and respect ourselves and know when we're not being valued enough or respected enough or things like that so I think it is definitely natural and common for us all to kind of not treat ourselves with the same respect we treat all of our friends and family and people close to us and it's like but we live in our body and we'll have to live in our body for the rest of our life so at least make life as fun for you as physically possible but I think society doesn't want us to be that way that capitalism point (laughs) I mean I didn't know someone could be more communist than me I was like oh Oh my God, you're so right. (laughs) I wanted to know, like, when you wrote this extract and you kind of had that, like, moment, did it feel like a turning point in terms of how you navigated certain situations and were there any moments of discomfort in that? Definitely, because I think before I wrote that, I viewed not speaking up for myself and kind of prioritising my comfortability as just a fear of conflict. So I was like, oh, I don't like confrontation because it just makes me uncomfortable. And then it wasn't until I had therapy and we kind of dissected what that really meant because it was all good and well saying, oh, yeah, I have a fear of confrontation and I don't like conflict and stuff like that. And then when we kind of went into it and was like, okay, but why is that? I realised that it was because deep down I viewed myself as lesser than whoever it was I was arguing with. So I thought, okay, this person in situations of conflict can articulate themselves so beautifully. And when I get nervous, I cannot say the words that I want to say. My words don't come out the right way. It gets misinterpreted and it all just kind of goes up in flames. So because of that, I then avoided it at all costs. But then by avoiding it, it then made me inexperienced in it. So then every time it happens, I'm the same way. I'm still nervous and I can't get my words out and I I get all frustrated. So then it promotes the idea again. Oh, see, I told you, you're lesser than, you can't argue with people because you can't say anything when somebody says something to you. So we once we kind of came to the root of what the fear of conflict was for me personally, I know other people, it might just be generally, they just don't like it and it makes them uncomfortable. But for me, it was realising that I thought that I was lesser than the person, whoever it was I was arguing with, and that my points didn't hold as much weight or didn't matter, and that my comfort didn't matter and me getting my point across didn't matter as much as the other person so that's when I would kind of always recoil and just either backtrack or just not say what it is I wanted to say and actually back myself because I didn't hold myself to a high enough sort of standard Um, and then once I realized that that then kind of I cried for a long time and was like oh okay that really means that I don't actually respect myself and don't value myself And as emotional as it was, it was good because it was like, I felt this now and I don't want to feel like this anymore. And my points do matter. My feelings do matter. And I can articulate myself and I have good points to make. And as soon as I kind of started realising that, I was like, okay, it's not as scary as we think. And the more situations we get into where we have to speak up for ourselves, the less uncomfortable it's going to be. So it definitely was a turning point writing that. I feel like that must have been a really cathartic release because Mm -hmm. I'm sure 
as we said before, if society makes you feel this way and to be small and dim yourself as much as possible after years having someone, in your case a therapist, tell you that what you're doing is really just harmful to yourself if you're putting everyone else in front of you. Having someone tell you that you are important must have been a really powerful feeling. Yeah, I think everybody should go to therapy just because I think, especially when you kind of say your life story to them, and like usually the first thing they'll say is just like oh wow so no wonder why you do x y and z and they don't diminish it to be like a sort of a tiny little thing that you do but they put everything into perspective for you so you might think oh I'm, I'm not trusting I'm not this I'm not that and I do this all the time and I do that and they're like yeah because this happened to you this also happened to you this happened to you and this happened to you so I think you should be patient with yourself and understand that this is your learned response to x y and z happening to you and I think even if it's like you only go for a, a little bit, the when somebody kind of rationalizes your feelings and just even just reminds you that you're not crazy and everything that you're doing actually makes sense and that you shouldn't be afraid of your brain and your sad emotions and your happy ones, that's when I noticed that kind of shift where I was like, oh, everything I'm doing makes sense. I saw a quote as well today and it said, just befriend your emotions, the good and bad ones, and not be kind of so scared by them yeah yeah we're always like a sponsored like advert for therapy on here <laughs> like I always talk about my therapy sessions I'm like and then she told me this. <laughs> like honestly I think you're so right even when you are able to just go for like six months the way that you can just look at the world and look at and understand your own emotions but also like apply what you've learned to understanding other people's emotions and how they act it's like such a game changer yeah And I also wanted to add, like, on that conflict avoidant note, I think something that I've definitely learned as well, because I'm that person too, is, like, I think you can almost get into your head that, you know, like, even the word conflict is, like, quite loaded in terms of, like, voicing your opinions. And I think sometimes the more that you're able to advocate for yourself, you realise, like, you say, I actually don't really like it when you do that. And, like, the world continues to turn. Yeah. <laughs> and that person is still your friend. Yeah. Like nothing changes except like you feel a little bit better. Yeah. Like you said, you do it a couple of times and you get that experience, but also you learn that it's not this like insane apocalyptic event that needs to happen every time. It's just like having a conversation with a person. Yeah. So another question I had was, I guess, more on the notes app side of things, because I think we've had a few extracts that come from the notes app and I feel like it's like this really sacred space of (laughs) yeah of like introspection and like privacy Mm -hmm. and I wondered if you have ever used notes app for like songwriting like what's your relationship with the notes app oh my notes app does everything on there I write songs on my notes app whenever I get like sent a new mix I put it on my notes app everything kind of goes on there (laughs) no honestly everything goes on there it's like my safe space of music and life and anytime I need to have a conversation with somebody or something is going on in my life and I'm feeling really stressed by it I just write an essay down in my notes app and it just helps me feel a little bit more at peace especially if I'm like really in an emotional state I write down everything I'm feeling in the notes app and then I can kind of look back at it the next day and like look at it with fresh eyes and be like okay this was how I was feeling so it's a very like sacred space for me. That's where I put literally yeah. everything down. That's awesome. I've never been like a journaler either, but I'm like, 
a hardcore notes app person. Too. Yeah, it's <laughs> I was going to ask for this. Naomi, did you journal? I journaled, but now I notes app, but I don't title anything. So then, when I go back through to like try and yeah. understand what I'm talking about, it goes from like intense shopping lists to like. Yeah all my like wildest thoughts at 3 a.m yeah. so I'm not sure ever what bits I'm meant to be taking and, like book ideas I'm like <laughs> <laughs> like this is a genius idea for a book <laughs> and then you go and look and you're like where is it <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at bluenile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Jimmy. Or I look back and it's like a really terrible idea. Like I was just like on the bus listening to like a good song yeah. and it just felt right. <laughs> I've also a long list of names. I'm just like, in case I have children, here are 30 names I've picked up over the last five years. Yes. That's quite smart. Actually. I did that too in lockdown. I've never been like a baby name person, but until lockdown and then I got really bored one day and I was just like, Sage. Sage. <laughs> Alexis, that's who you could call Forest. names. Sage is nice. Sage is a name, right? Sage is nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I know the music industry can be like quite a difficult place to navigate especially as a black woman 
And then listening to your music, a lot of the themes in it are about putting boundaries in place, protecting your heart, protecting your peace. Are those ideas and themes within your music something you can kind of transfer to your position in the music industry? A hundred percent. I think everybody is slightly, not confused by me, but intrigued maybe because, because I obviously play my guitar and I sing like pop songs and like acoustic pop songs with a bit of soul and stuff. They're like, oh, the last person you've kind of seen do that, that looks like you, is like Tracy Chapman. And I'm like, if that's the only person you can think of, and that was in the 80s, it's been 40 years, come on now. Like, please. It's just like, oh. So I think the idea that there hasn't been that many Black women sort of doing the type of music that I want to do, the way that I'm doing it, I think is already kind of, different and then with my music I just kind of want to promote just relatability but in a way that is always kind of promoting growth as well like obviously there's some some older songs that may sound a bit bitter but moving forward and kind of all my stuff moving forward is very much like I want to promote self-growth and acceptance and exactly what you were saying just setting boundaries and loving yourself and respecting yourself told from a person of Gen Z and through my experiences and me living my life and growing and changing and understanding myself, I can write that down in song and hopefully people can relate to it and it not matter kind of the way I look, but also show other young black girls who may not instantly have a connection to R&B, hip hop, whatever, and may like rock, may like pop, may like whatever genre they like, that it's like, we can actually like other things and we can be successful in said genres since we did create it. So we can actually become successful in the genre we created. And I think having different people kind of show that is very effective and shows labels in the music industry, oh, okay, this narrative and idea that we had that black women don't sell and don't make any money is a lie and they do so we can now start giving opportunities to these young black girls these young dark-skinned black girls who like to play the guitar or who like to play the drums or who like to play whatever instrument they want to play okay we can give them some opportunities as well because we haven't done that before yeah hearing you speak and hearing you speak through your music and then relating that to your extract it's like you've found that inner confidence and self-belief and worth in yourself. It's like, yeah, it's lovely to see that you've made that kind of full circle back and now you can give that to a whole other generation of young black girls, alternative black girls, black girls that love pop. Yeah, I wish I was much younger when you were around. That would have been <laughs> yeah, very helpful. Yeah, doesn't it make you feel old? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know it's like the most patronising thing like a person can say, and this is how I know I've actually entered elderhood. I don't know whether that's elderhood, word, but obviously you seem elderhood is. I'm making it. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I don't know. Just to mirror what Nive's saying, like it feels like you've come into your own, and like it's almost like harder to believe that there was a time in which you. And I know that sometimes it's the case that you know people can say things through music that they might not be able to say like in their day-to-day life, but it, it's almost like hard to to believe that there was a time when you 
doubted your voice or that you might have doubted that you have like these important things to say because I think as is proven by your success like you have a really invaluable voice in this industry thank you and I think just to no problem problem. (laughs) and just on that like theme of growth I guess like something that you talked about in the extract that I thought was really great was how you said like I felt hurt by my own actions and I felt like that wasn't something I've heard like articulated in that way and I wanted to ask or just like make sure that I wanted to ask actually to just check in to see as you grow and as you keep reflecting on like your past selves and mistakes you might have made in your life do you feel like you also have that room for I guess like self-forgiveness and like to feel like okay I was that person in the past but that's okay and I'm going to move on but like I can forgive myself as much as I would forgive a friend of mine, if that makes sense. I definitely didn't for a long time. Like, I definitely found it really hard to forgive my actions that I made when I was younger. Just was so annoyed with myself and why I made particular decisions that I did or why I did certain things and find it really hard to forgive myself because the human brain just has its way of being like, well, if I had only just done this, then this wouldn't have happened. And then I wouldn't have been in this situation. So thanks a lot, 17 year old me, you've made everything harder. So it's that kind of thing where it's like, oh, but if I just did this and this and this, and then I guess it's, again, therapy just helped me sort of come to peace with my past and my past self and the decisions that I made and really understand and accept that if I hadn't have made the decisions, I wouldn't have learned what I did and wouldn't be where I am today. And my therapist always makes me do exercises where like, I just close my eyes and I imagine myself having this sort of moment with my younger selves. And whether it's just like holding each other, having a conversation. So I constantly talk to like my younger self and whenever we're in situations of discomfort, I'm like, we're safe, I'm safe, I've got you, don't worry, you don't need to go crazy because when you go crazy, that's when everything goes a bit messy. And the same with like my 17 year old self and I kind of, a reference of it in my head where it's kind of like, if we're like driving and the car is life or whatever, or the road is life or whatever, for ages, my younger selves were always the drivers and I was just in the passenger seat, just kind of watching them dictate my life and actions and get me into situations that I probably shouldn't be in. And then once I kind of realised that through therapy, I was like, okay, I need to get into the driver's seat and they can be the passengers and they can say things to me, but ultimately it's my decision because I am an adult and (laughs) I am the one to make the decisions. 12-year-old me, seven-year-old me, children so they're not thinking rationally about things properly 17 year old me is still a kid doesn't really know things the way that I know things now just like when I'm 25 me now is not going to have the same knowledge that 25 year old me has so I literally had also written down like do you ever almost like apologize to yourself for your mistakes I think the way you've put it is so beautifully like not allowing your past and your history to drive the car that's going towards your future, basically. Like, you can't let that stuff shape you and it can't hold you back either. Exactly. Even if you've moved on as well, like, you can't hold that resentment. So I think that's a perfect way of putting it. Yay. Yeah, you have to forgive yourself. And that's what I've learned to do. I don't know what it's cool, but I feel like I was listening to something that was talking about, like, the different phases. Like, if you end up 
acting more in your child phase and how that affects you or acting in like a parenting way when really we're adults and like having to lean into you know acting as an adult and doing what's right for you now and it's so easy to live in the past and think about all those things and it almost ties back in with what you were saying about not having that confidence to speak up for yourself because when you're beating yourself up for stuff you've done before why would you now want to carry on advocating for yourself but yeah that exactly forgiveness is really important to move forward I had a question I wondered if you could expand on about the part in your extract where you say um needing to value yourself in every aspect and even aspects that feel uncomfortable and foreign what were those kind of uncomfortable aspects that you were talking about at the time of writing this it was more that I didn't realise how wide loving yourself, like, branched off into. So I didn't realise that not speaking up for yourself and not saying things in uncomfortable situations or situations of conflict meant that you weren't respecting yourself and loving yourself the way you should. I thought it was just, oh, I can look in the mirror and I feel pretty today, so, I, you know, I look nice. And not saying sort of mean things to yourself it was this kind of I got to a point where I was like I wasn't really saying anything to myself it wasn't I wasn't being mean but I wasn't particularly being overly loving or really nice to myself it was just like okay I look nice like okay cool I wasn't like but and I wasn't really like digging into what true self-love and self-esteem was until it was like okay and even in situations of discomfort I still don't say anything which means that I don't value myself and and like especially in situations of discomfort and things that are like foreign to me which at the time was conflict I didn't realize that that meant that I didn't love myself as much as I thought I did because if I did I would have said something or advocated for myself and been like no this is what I mean when I say this I don't mean the this is what I mean and back myself a lot more I realized that that meant that my self respect was actually quite low because I was just kind of going, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, that's, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So I think once I kind of realised that, it pushed me to be like, okay, I don't want to be that way. I actually want to respect myself and back myself and let people hear my points because I have got things to say and I do know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, that's what I kind of meant by that particular sentence. Awesome. And then I think what you were saying about, you know, thinking about your younger self obviously makes you the perfect candidate for this podcast, which is all about growing up. And so I wanted to ask, what advice would you give to your younger self if you could? This younger self who wrote this notes app and maybe the self that she's kind of chastising for not speaking up. I would say continue to be patient with yourself and continue to respect yourself and know that your words, your feelings, your desires, your wants, your needs, your likes, your dislikes, all matter, even if you felt like they haven't ever or people have made you feel like they don't, they do. And life is much more fun when you speak up for yourself because then you feel less uncomfortable and it's not fun feeling uncomfortable (laughs) I know from experience (laughs) but that's the advice I'd give myself amazing thank you 
And what would your younger self think about where you are now? I think she'd be quite proud. I think I've been doing these like things on my birthday where I um, send myself an email to my future self, which has been really cool. And I did one where I read it for my 21st birthday. So it was actually, I did one last year for it to receive on my 21st, which was in June. And it was really weird reading the email because it was like, oh, have you signed a publishing deal? I know you wanted to do that. And I was like, oh my God, yes, I have. Did you sign a record deal? Yes, I have. Did you get out of this situation? Yes, I did actually. How are you feeling with your self-confidence or da da da? A lot better. Oh, what's your relationship like? Are you dating boys? Are you dating girls? Oh, like it was so like weird to sort of read. So I was like, oh my gosh, I've grown so much. So I think that my younger self would be proud of where I am today and hope that I'm always pushing for self-growth. And it was really nice because India RE on my birthday, sent me a lovely message. And she said, I hope that you never stop finding yourself and that you're always ever growing, which I thought was really nice because I was like, yeah, I always want to push for self-growth and always want to become my, the best version of myself. But also realising that that never ends and that's just a lifetime sort of journey. And it was nice to kind of be reminded of that. So, yeah, I think she'd be proud. <laughs> that's, that's so beautiful. And I think you're so right in terms of that thing of like, sometimes people feel like growth is like towards some destination. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I think true growth, I mean, I sound like I'm the Dalai Lama. <laughs> I think true growth is. <laughs> but for me personally, I find true growth, the first thing I learned when I felt like I had grown up a little bit was that I am always going to have like flaws that I can absolutely do better on. And like, you do really never, never stop growing. Can I ask one final question, which you might not want to answer because it might be like birthday wishes. Okay. But I'm just curious now, like, was there anything that you feel comfortable sharing that was on your email from this birthday that you hope you can grow and achieve over the next year? I cannot remember what I'd put in that email. And it, because once you've sent it, it's gone. You won't receive it until the next year. Oh, yeah. Unless I like, I don't think I put it in my notes. Oh, that's I cool. literally put it on the email. It's just called dearfutureme.com. It's really... um. I think I had asked myself where I was with respecting myself again, like just where I was in that and my fear of conflict and like my relationship and how that was going and all just like kind of stuff like that and like music, all kind of similar stuff to last year, but just like obviously more ahead of where I was before. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show. It's been such a lovely Thank you for having me. Give me a lot to think about. Yeah, I was really looking forward to speaking to Kat because I just think, I don't know, I just see so many of us in like, at least my echo chamber, really rooting for her. And yeah, she was such a great person to chat to. A lot more, like she had so much gravitas, I felt, in terms of like how she thought about life and like her mission. I found her very just emotionally mature, like quite beyond her years which was quite refreshing to hear her, you know, be so talkative about therapy, about where she is with herself. Like, I was not expecting that at all. I know. I think you mentioned it as well, just in terms of like, not to make it all about generations, because I'm like one of those people stuck right between Gen Z and Millennial. But you were saying how you feel like a lot of Gen Zs, like they start therapy early. Uh, They've got like this other level of like self-perspective. 
yeah, I feel like, yeah, millennials, we're just getting on the therapy hype now. So mm-hmm. it's just, not that it's too late, but like... <laughs> <laughs> but it's too late. But it's too late. <laughs> Whereas Kat just seems so, like, confident in, like, mm. talking about her emotions, her emotions and her feelings, which I just thought was really wonderful to see and how that relates to her music as well. Exactly. I think I'm really, like, jealous of it. Like, it makes me wish I was able to kind of I mean, I'm sure there are still things that everyone has regrets and everyone kind of continues to grow, but I'm almost jealous of her, the amount that she thinks about, like, her wider context and, like, herself at such a young age and, like, how that's only going to continue to get better and better as she grows. So, yeah, that was a joy. It was. Yeah, I could especially relate to her. Was it her car analogy of, like, not being Oh, my God, driver not being in the driver's seat of your own life I was like oh my gosh that is a bar honestly I'm taking that one with me this has been an II Studios production thank you so much for listening we really hope you enjoyed this episode you can sign up to become a member at gal-dem.com for access to exclusive discounts with our favorite brands and partners early access to tickets for Gaudem events an advanced copy of our annual print issue, and so much more. Make sure you're following us on all major social media at Gaudemzine for the latest independent news and culture. Or visit our online website, which is gal-dem.com. Don't forget, if you love this episode of Growing Up With Gaudem, be sure to subscribe, rate and leave a review. We'll catch you on the next episode. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.